Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I hope you guys are doing well this evening. Of course, I want to plug these books real quick while folks are uh, logging in. This book right here, From Fear to Love. This is a, such an incredible book. Um, we also have a book study that will be starting April 7th. I just loaded it up on our website and I've put something up on our Facebook page and I'll be sending out emails soon. So those spaces are limited. We limit the groups to 10 to 10 attendees. We keep it really small so we can really get to know one another and really pour into one another and walk things out together. So anyway, you can get this book though. Uh, fruitalovebook.com as a promotion, $7.95. We also have it on our website and Amazon, but the cheapest place is the promotion page. <laughs> we have this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown, and also uh, our incredible workbook that I should have in my hot little hands in print by the end of the month, I've been told, so I'm hoping that all works out. Um, so my topic tonight... Um, Negotiation, negotiation and negative feedback loops. Um, this is coming from some recent coaching I've been doing and it's then I started thinking about a few situations and a few families and a few dynamics that I was like, you know what? This is all the same flavor. It's all the same flavor of a flavor of style of interacting that I feel like I wanted to talk about. So, um, negotiating, like, if you'll get me this, I'll do this. Or, uh, if you'll take me here, I'll do that. So, like your child saying, if you'll get me this and such toy or this and such game or this and such thing, then I'll do this and such chore or this and such thing for you. Um, the other, it can also go in a negative. Like, if you ground me, I'm going to run away. If you do this, I'm going to do that. So it's all this sort of reactionary um, kind of tit-for-tat way of relating. And then I started thinking about how that's really something very dominant out there in the world, right? If you come to work, you will get paid, <laughs> right? If you do your chore, then you get this reward. And so this whole, like I think about so many kids who like always feel like they have to be negotiating, like negotiating to get their needs met or what it is that they want. Uh, we see those reactions here as well, Karen said. So it, it caused me to pull up chapter 13 in Brian's book, From Fear to Love, when he talks about negative feedback loops. And it talks about negative feedback loops. Usually it's more, we're talking usually more kind of a behavior thing where there's an escalated behavior and then we escalate too. And then we have two escalated people. They're escalated in their emotion, but probably regressed. They're loud and scared and challenging one another, but all of it's coming from a very emotionally regressed place. And the first thing we have to do when we're in that dynamic is pause and take some deep breaths. Maybe we pause and we say, well, I'll think about that. Maybe like if it's the, you know, if you do, I'll do, if you do, I'll do. 
The thing is, is that's, that's not the dynamic you want to grow in your family. It's just, it's just like one, one little beat off from beha like behavior modification, consequences and rewards. And, um, if you're not familiar, um, or if you've tried that, most parents, myself included, especially when you're parenting children who come from tough places, will tell you that it may work for a very short period of time, but it's not long lasting. Um, and oftentimes it doesn't even work at all. That um, the promise of the prize can create so much, <laughs> that's the face, right? <sighs> for your child, the internal excitement, internal excitement for kids, for all of us, there's just this fine line between fear and excitement. Um, a lot of times when you're talking about a reward, kids get so amped up thinking about, like I'm thinking about especially like the classroom management, you know, where red light, yellow light, green light, and um, green, yellow, red, red, yellow, green, whatever. You know, as long as you're on a green all week, you're going to get to pick a prize out of the treasure chest. And for many of our kids, bam, now they're off daydreaming and they're picturing themselves like king of the world, getting prizes out of the treasure chest and just the sheer excitement of the possibility. They can't contain that. They can't contain that energy. It's too, it's too stimulating in their body. And so the next thing they know, they're chatting or they're popping or they're fidgeting with something because that additional stimulation is just more than what they can handle. So that's a big reason why consequences and rewards are just not really effective for our kids. Plus, it doesn't take but one or two times of not being able to get the reward. And especially when you're talking about kids from tough places who have experienced so much pain and rejection, <clears throat> they give up. They're like, I'm never going to earn the points. I'm never going to earn the points, so I might as well just not try. So it just, it, it's, it's not relationship focused. So that whole negotiating thing, negotiation is just a, an older version of consequences and rewards and point charts. It's just a different version of the same thing. And the same with, you know, the threat of punishment and then they come back with a threat of whatever. All of that stuff is taking us out of relationship and into some sort of bartering dynamic that I just don't feel like is very healthy or helpful. It's just not going to be helpful for the long term in parenting. So, you know, we just take some deep breaths. And if it's something that your child says they want, you just take some deep breaths and you just make the decision whether or not it's something you're willing to do or not willing to do. If you're not willing to do it, you just, you just say, no, baby, I'm not going to do that. Or you might say, no, baby, I'm not going to do that. But if you want to do this, we could do that. Um, <sighs> moving away from that and just focusing on relationship. I mean, you know, how do we build relationship? We build relationship by spending time together, um, by when it's things that need to be done, trying to engage them in doing things with you, doing it alongside you, um, letting them know that you're, you know, you're preparing that, you know, you can't wait to see what, what things are going to be like when they're older, depending on their age, you know, when they're 16 or 17, that may be appropriate. When they're, t when they're little, no, when they're little, it's just all about, I mean, you just got to, honestly, especially kids from tough places until they're about 13, they just almost need to be in your hip pocket. 
not never too far away, always with doors open, right? Uh, until they're really into something and you know, and they're really focused on something that they don't want to be bothered. And then you feel like you can walk away and let them work independently and that they're going to be safe and feel okay. But the level of, the level of interaction, and that's why I'm always talking about time in. That's why I'm always talking about, you know, spend time playing with them. Their language is play. And while you're playing, you have these times of play when they're in charge and you're following their lead. And then you have times where you're playing with them and there's so much that you can teach. There's things that you can teach while you're reading. One of my favorites is like reading chapter books together and the story's a little deep and it's got a little, you know, a little conflict and you can even pause in the book and go, man, I can imagine how that must feel. It sounds like that person's feeling really sad or, oh man, reading that reminds me when this happened in our house or this happened to me when I was little. You know, have you, do you know any, you know, have you ever heard anything like that happening? You know, just to let all these things be just ways that organic growth and sharing happen. Our kids are listening and learning all the time, all the time from us. So when you find yourself in those negotiating conversations, I really feel like the best thing to do is to pause because someone has to end the dynamic and it's not going to be your child. <laughs> so pause, maybe even use that. You know what? I need some time to think about that. Maybe even say, you know, hon, we've been in this dynamic of negotiating and I'm going to tell you, it, I get really stressed because I feel like you're asking me to do this with the promise to do that and then I'm really stressed the whole time wondering if you're really going to do this thing. And if I'm feeling that way, I bet even if it was the other way around, you would feel like that. Like, if I'm like, well, you do the dishes first and then we'll do whatever. I bet the whole time you're doing the dishes, you're just anxious. In fact, it's probably even hard to get started doing the dishes because now you're anxious about getting to the thing that I promised we would do. Plus, you're anxious to see if I'm really going to do what I said I'm going to do. So, you know what? This isn't working. This is not a win-win for us. This is just creating anxiety for both of us. So I'm just going to pause and think about it. And let's just see if we can figure out a way that's different. Let's just see if we can figure out a way that's different for you to get the things that you're hoping for and for us to all pitch in around the house to do the things that need to be done. Let's see if we can figure out a way that we can relate as a family, just helping each other. Because you know what, baby? I want you to have great things in your life. I want you to have great opportunities. I want us to do fun things. So, you know, maybe we can figure out a way to get it all done together. You know, maybe that's the approach. You know, Brian reminds me that just that touch, remember the power of touch. Because a lot of times when we get into these negotiating kinds of conversations, there's a lot that gets triggered in that subconscious. There's a lot of anxiety. There's probably a lot of cortisol flowing through the brain. And touch. Touch is a great way, just a gentle touch on the shoulder. Nothing threatening. You know, we're not trying to be threatening about this. Just that little touch can open up a pathway into state-level memory. 
a pathway that may need to have a little injection of calm and maybe just a touch on the shoulder that says, well, that all sounds really interesting, son or daughter. That all sounds really interesting, hon. So I'll take all that into consideration and I'll think about it. But I'd like for us to figure out a way for us to uh, accomplish these wonderful things without it having to have all this negotiation like you're in a courtroom. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just your mom. I'm just your dad. So the challenge becomes for us to put on the brakes, gently put on the brakes, a tap on the brake, you know. We don't want to be throwing anybody through the windshield, right? So a tap on the brake and some deep breaths. And then, you know, maybe create some space for yourself to think some of this through and to think about how can we approach this differently, so that we're not in negotiation and we're not in a tit for tat because we want to be in relationship and this will help them in future relationships. You know, think about it. Think about how many people struggle in their intimate marriages because they feel like it's supposed to be like 50-50. Like there's no grace about how we accomplish the chores around the house. Yes, I am definitely one who thinks we should all pitch in. And then I also know that what that looks like is a much bigger picture than we split the chores equally down the list. You know, marriage isn't about we do, we both do the same amount of chores every day. That's not where, you know, we're not we got to get past that mindset and deeper into understanding, deeper into what it means to be in relationship with people and relating, relating and conversing in ways that are different than just um, negotiating, working for pay, m moving past some of those. That's what the world does and that's fine. That's fine that that's how things work in the world, but that's not how things work in a family. Families are different than your place of employment. Families are different than your place of employment. Your relationship with your children is different than the relationship with your coworkers or your boss. The relationship with your spouse is different than the relationship you have with your coworkers and your spouse. Let's stop. Let's stop that dynamic of the world. And let's figure out how we can get into relationship right there in your family. So that's it for tonight. Thanks, guys, for hanging with me. What have you been doing today? At some point, if you've not already done so, take a little time for yourself to chill out, get calm, and then go spend 30 minutes to an hour playing with your kids and let them be in charge. Let them pick what you play. Let them tell you how to dress up in the dress-up game. Let them paint the fingernails. Let them pick the board game. Let them pick the craft. Let them tell you how to build in Legos and see what you learn about your child. There's so much learning that can take place when we follow their lead. Uh, Karen says, thank you. We're celebrating the anniversary of my ice cream for supper. <gasps> yes. I love that celebration. Um, man, if you feel bold and you want to share a picture in the comments from this post-daily dose, I would just love it. Jennifer says, thank you. Ugh, 30 minutes after them in, 
after them in charge. Okay, I'll do it. Jennifer, give it a try. 30 minutes. 30 minutes, let them be in charge of the play and tell me how it goes. Um, I think you might, I think that the first five to 10 minutes will be a struggle because the key is putting aside the adult world. Putting aside the adult world and falling in love with what it's like to be a child. And I know for some of us, that's hard. Some of us didn't get a lot of playtime. Some of us don't have a lot of blueprints for playing. But it's about giving in. It's about just giving in to the moment of play. Um, I look forward to I mean, I'm serious. I really want to know how it goes. Much love to you guys. Remember, in any given moment, we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. But as Brian reminds us, in any given moment, we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Debbie says she's going to try it tomorrow too. Okay, um, I want to figure out how we can get you guys to be able to share the camera with us because I would love for us to get on and have conversation about what it's like, what, what you are finding when you sit down and let go of the adult world for a little bit and just play with your kids. So we're going to work on that. Much love to you guys. I'm probably going to be messaging you all to see if we can figure out how to do some live interaction. So um, we'll see you all tomorrow. Take care.